the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham had passed the ultimate test, but God had allowed this drama to play out to the very last moment so that it would be clear to both Abraham and to us and to the world at large that Abraham placed God first. It's the ultimate testimony, an example for us, that nothing was more important to Abraham than his relationship with God, even if that meant giving up that which was most treasured in this world. That begs the question for each and every one of us. Do we, do we have that same kind of love for Jesus? Well, that's the challenge before us today here on Study Verse by Verse as we continue our journey in Genesis chapter 22. From Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, here's our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely, with our look at Genesis on Study Verse by Verse. This passage seems to suggest that he solved the problem on the way to Moriah. Now, how do we know that? Well, he says to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Note, we will come back. Now, Abraham intended to sacrifice Isaac as God had commanded him, But by this time, he was sure that the outcome would not be the end of Isaac. Since both he and the lad would return and join the servants. Hebrews chapter 11 helps us understand Abraham's thoughts. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Now, Abraham had already experienced a taste of the resurrection power of God in his own body, and he knew that God could raise him from the dead if that was his plan. Now, apparently, up until this point in history, no resurrection had ever taken place. So here, Abraham was placing exceedingly great faith in God. In John chapter 8, verse 56, Jesus says something interesting. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Well, how did he see it if he lived thousands of years earlier? Well, perhaps he saw it by faith. And he envisioned the doctrine of resurrection when there had never been a resurrection. God is life. He's the author of life. It's surely a small matter for God who created the entire universe, including the first people, to bring a dead body back to life. And so... One thing that was a clear logical conclusion is that maybe God is going to raise Isaac from the dead. 
And Abraham's seeing of Christ's day was the first biblical anticipation of our resurrection hope. And that brings us great joy. We are going to live again. And we know more than he did because we got the Bible to read and we find out we're going to get new bodies. I'll, I'll tell you, folks, I am really excited about getting a new body. I could try out for the NFL. Now I'd just be a tackling dummy. As this body wears out, I'm looking forward to the new body. I am looking forward to the resurrection. Well, according to Ephesians chapters 1 and 3, believers today have Christ's resurrection power available to, in our own bodies as we yield to the Spirit of God. We can know the power of his resurrection, Philippians 3.10, as we face the trials and demands of life. And when situations appear hopeless, we can ask ourselves, is anything too hard for the Lord? And remind yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together. Now, some scholars have observed that the wood of the sacrifice placed on Isaac was a picture of the wood of the cross placed on Christ. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, my father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, not just yes, not just yes, son, yes, my son. In the literal Hebrew, my father, my son emphasizes their mutual affection. Isaac said, the fire and the wood are here, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Now, Isaac, for much of his life, had been helping dad prepare offerings, including burnt offerings. And he knew what the routine was and what was involved. And he's looking around and he's saying, I I think we're missing something. And so he asked dad about it. And dad's answer, God will provide for himself, is at one and the same time, first, a declaration of trust and also an expression of hope, and also a prophecy of the future. God himself emphasizes that God alone, with no help from anyone else, will furnish the sacrifice. And what Abraham is doing here is prophesying an event that is 2,000 years in the future. When God himself will provide the lamb his son, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Do you remember how old Isaac was? Somewhere around 15 to 30 in the prime of life. So one thing's clear, and that's this, that Abraham could not have offered Isaac without Isaac's consent and cooperation. Abraham's well over 100 years old at this point. Isaac's in the prime of life. He was stronger. He was faster. And Abraham would not have been able to offer this sacrifice if Isaac 
had not cooperated. So evidently, Isaac had decided he was going to obey his father regardless of the cost, just as his father decided to obey God regardless of the cost. The narrative does not describe any kind of struggle. Isaac obediently crawled onto the altar, stretched himself out over the logs, and offered his arms and legs to be tied. Now, we're not told what he was thinking at the moment, but we can sure know this. He'd seen enough burnt offerings to know what was coming. So how was he able to do this? Well, some people have suggested Abraham must have been an incredible dad for his son to be so obedient. But Isaac trusted his father implicitly. He never doubted his father's love. And obviously, he had no fear of death. Isaac's lack of resistance foreshadowed the greater father-son partnership of the cross as it's described in Isaiah 53. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Isaac didn't complain. Jesus didn't complain. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, or here am I, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham was intending to go completely through what he had been called to do. And in another moment, the sacrifice would be done. His son's throat would be slit, and the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Don't hurt him. Don't touch him. Abraham had passed the ultimate test. But God had allowed this drama to play out to the very last moment so that it would be clear to both Abraham and to us and to the world at large that Abraham placed God first. It's the ultimate testimony, an example for us, that nothing was more important to Abraham than his relationship with God, even if that meant giving up that which was most treasured in this world. Verse 13, Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Instead of Isaac dying, God provided a substitute to take his place. Instead of us dying for our sin, God provided a substitute, his son Jesus, to die for our sin. Romans 6 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isaiah 53 says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity, the sin of us all. So what God did is he took our sin, which deserved death, and laid it on Jesus, who carried it to Calvary and there died to pay the wages of our sin. He was our substitute. Abraham looked up 
and there was a substitute, the ram. And Abraham immediately recognized that ram was a substitute provided by God. He wasn't given any instructions. He recognized what God had done here. God had provided a ram. You know what a ram is? It is a mature male sheep. In other words, a ram is not a lamb. Abraham prophesied that God would provide a lamb, not a ram. And in the fullness of time, God provided the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. What an amazing illustration that this story here in Genesis provides for us as the deep, abiding love of God towards us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And what a story to tell as we enter into the holiday season that we call Christmas. There is more tomorrow, and we'll conclude our look at Genesis 22 then. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. You're welcome to visit us online at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And come back, as I mentioned, tomorrow as we'll take a final look at Genesis chapter 22 and this amazing illustration of God's grace towards us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Until then, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.